In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, we ask you to join us here this morning, and we trust that you are here with us. May my words be your words, and all of our thoughts your thoughts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. As an assistant rector, there are some sermons that you know are going to be on your schedule year after year. For instance, I always get to preach the Sunday after Easter. I get the Sunday after Derby. And a lot of times, you get Christmas morning as the associate rector, and all the glitz and glamour of Christmas Eve is over. Perhaps all the presents have been opened, although I will say that when I was a kid, I didn't get to open my under-the-tree presents until after church. Now, I haven't been able to be as iron-fisted with my own children as my parents were with me, so all of our presents are open. The room is a disaster. We were almost finished, I think, before the sun came up this morning. But all that is to say that I've been preaching on Christmas morning for a long time, and in the years that I've been an assistant, and in the years where I was the only pastor at my church, I've never actually had anyone I could delegate it to. So Christmas morning was always for me. So in a way, as I sat down to prepare this sermon, nothing had changed. It's another Christmas morning, the readings are all the same, the good news is the same. Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Couldn't we all recite those words by heart? Some of you were probably here last year when I gave this sermon, so I couldn't just go back to my notes and cheat. Although I will say, I'm pretty sure I told you last year about the, the existential angst that Christmas causes me. I know that Jesus said it is better to give than to receive. I know he said it, and I believe that it's true, but every year at Christmas I'm reminded how much I like to receive. I like to give too. Don't get me wrong, but there's nothing quite like that feeling you get when someone gives you a really great gift. But as I get older, and as my kids enter prime gift-receiving age, the number of gifts that I'm getting relative to the number of gifts that they're getting is shrinking away to almost nothing. I get a lovely gift from my wife every year, and something nice from my parents and my sister, and the kids make me some lovely art project that is inarguably incredibly sweet. But there I sit in my pajamas, watching my kids open present after present after present, and I just can't help wishing that I had a couple more things under the tree. 
And now I understand that this doesn't reflect well on me. I know that this isn't good. I can see this as a deficiency. I know that I should be outgrowing this. I'm almost 40. And that it should bring me joy to see the joy in my children's faces. I shouldn't actually be the child myself. So this year, I decided to do something about it. Remember how I said that nothing had changed about Christmas morning? Well, this year something changed. I decided to deal with my childish need to open a lot of presents on Christmas morning. So what did I do? Did I go to counseling to help me learn to rejoice in the joy of others? Did I do a Bible study on the benefits of generosity and the sinfulness of selfishness? Have I been meditating on what Jesus told the rich young man, that he should give away all of his possessions and follow Jesus? Of course not. What I did was to order myself some more Christmas presents. (laughs) I ordered myself some stuff, wrapped it up, said that it was from Santa, and opened it this morning. You know what? It was wonderful. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Jesus did say that it's better to give than to receive. And that's true. But at Christmas... When we think about Jesus coming at Christmas, Christmas is all about getting a gift. At least if you're a human being. If you happen to be God, Christmas is all about giving. But not for us. For us, Christmas is about getting a gift. A gift that is, without a doubt, the greatest of all time. See, at Christmas, We celebrate what we in the church refer to as the incarnation, which just refers to God becoming one of us, a human. And while this might seem like sort of a no-brainer, sort of a snooze in fact, since we've heard about this every year for our entire lives, it's important to remember that the idea of Almighty God becoming one of us is actually as crazy now as it seemed to the people in the first century when it actually happened. You see, in the history of human religion, there was and has always been this idea that God was pure, holy, and most importantly, separate from humanity in order to preserve his purity and his holiness. So, when Christians first started talking about Jesus as God incarnate. God come to earth to be one of us. Many people rejected the idea out of hand. Not because of anything specific about Jesus, that he didn't look right or act properly or say the things he was supposed to say, but because God, by definition, wouldn't defile himself by coming to a dirty place like earth, and occupying a dirty thing like a human body. You see, the Christian claim that God, almighty God, has come to be one of us, sets it apart, makes it unique. Every other religion sets up a paradigm in which the worshiper has to purify him or herself 
either by acts of devotion, self-denial, good works, or hours of meditation, through work, self-purification, they, the worshiper, has to get to God. Only in the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ, do we have a God who comes to us. And he came to us at Christmas. So when presented with a selfish child like me, who only really wants presents for himself, any other religion would say, son, you need to get your act together. You need to get your head around the true meaning of the holiday, do some meditation, some prayer, redouble your efforts to be less selfish and more giving. And maybe one day, when you're doing a bit better, God will bless you. Maybe then you'll deserve to actually get a gift. You'll get what you want when you give him what he wants. Isn't Christ's message to the world so much more comforting? You heard in our collect that we said this morning, O God, you make us glad by the yearly festival of the birth of your only son, Jesus Christ. And then this ridiculous sentence, grant that we who joyfully receive him as our redeemer may with sure confidence Behold him when he comes to be our judge. Do you hear those two things? Grant that we who joyfully receive him as our redeemer. Who can't get on board with receiving a redeemer? That's a knock that we gleefully answer and welcome the redeemer into our home, into our lives. But what about when he comes to be our judge? How is it that we can have this sure confidence to behold him when he comes like that? If the message of religion is you need to get your act together, you need to get your head around the true meaning of the holiday, when you're doing better, God will bless you. You'll get what you want when you give him what he wants. The coming of a judge is as terrifying as the angel was to those shepherds in the field. But Jesus has a different message for us at Christmas. He might as well say to that selfish child who only wants to receive a gift at Christmas, you've actually got the right idea. My birthday is about the greatest gift in all the world, salvation for sinners, given to you for free. You'll never be able to give anyone anything with a pure heart, that is, not just so you'll get something back in return, until you understand the no-strings-attached nature of my love for you. In other words, you'll never be able to give a good gift until you understand the awesome nature of the gift you've been given. So celebrate It's Christmas. It's the time when humanity got a gift it could never have deserved. In that region, 
There were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And they were terrified because they knew how little they deserved. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. It is better for people to give to other people than to receive from other people. But it is best In fact, it is the best news of all time. We call it Good News, capital G, capital N, to receive God's free gift, the life of his son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. This kind of gift we can never give. This gift we can only receive. Merry Christmas and amen.